Welcome or welcome back to Pre-Arb Excellence, a Roots-based Chicago Cubs podcast with an eye on player development. Pull up a chair while I take a deeper dive into the concerns for the team's present and future. Questions are always welcomed, whether on Twitter, Tim815, on the Anchor Contest line, or on my Facebook Pre-Arb Excellence group. Thanks for stopping by for today's episode, 60-man player pool, Corey Abbott, and ask me questions if I was confusing. I continue my suite through the players that are in the Cubs 60-man player pool, particularly those who probably won't be added to the Major League roster, with an explanation why they're in the 60-man player pool if they're not going to get added to the 28-man roster before the season ends. As I was doing my What Qualifies as Homework for my podcast just now, I was listening to a little bit of The Guess Who, and when I finish the podcast, I have a couple more songs by The Guess Who to listen to as a reward for finishing it. So Corey Abbott is the person I'm looking at, and I'm going to take a couple of, I'm going to ask a couple of questions you already know the answer to. I haven't even asked them, and you already know the answer to them, because you guys are smart. And I'll get to them in a few, because I want I want to ask the question, because I want you to remember why certain players are called up, and why certain other players aren't called up. Why are some players called up? Why are some other players not called up? When I would like this player to do well applies for all of them. I'll get to it in a few. Corey Abbott attended Loyola Marymount University, West Coast Conference. If you happen to be a Cali-type person anyway, and you kind of dig Cali baseball... West Coast Conference is perfectly fine for you. Whereas if you are in the Eastern or Midwest, probably the West Coast Conference isn't entirely built for you because you're going to have work or you're going to have, well, I got to get sleep so I can get to work. Somebody on my Twitter pipeline was talking about how she's she's a risk taker because she's Um, taking Excedrin PM or whatever, even though she knows she has to be to work in five hours. So, you know, the the premise of when I was doing the I have to do the work thing and I have to track the West Coast baseball games, something eventually had to give time-wise, and I was really bad at tracking West Coast baseball. Okay, so Abbott pitched at Loyola Marymount, and was drafted in 2017. As a freshman, he had a 2.37 ERA over 49 innings. Fairly good, yeah? His second year presumably got bumped full-time to the rotation. 4.24 over 70 innings. Not as good, but more innings. Junior year, Junior year is when you're eligible to be drafted. His junior year, 1.74 
98.1 innings. I don't care which level you're in. 1.748.1 innings. That ought to get you drafted. And if 1.74, doesn't get you drafted, either you're, the division that you're playing in, the league you're playing in is cat piss, or the draft is too short. Because anybody who tosses up a 1.74 ERA in 98.1 innings in college deserves a look. I don't care what he's getting hitters out with. I don't care if he's throwing 74-mile-an-hour curveballs most of the time. If he's getting people out well enough so he can throw 98 and a third innings, 1.74 ERA, he deserves a look. He threw Loyola Marymount's first ever perfect game. Shook off the fastball to call a curve to get a 3-2 strikeout to end the game. That's confidence. Um, so, 2017, second round draft pick. Now, I'm going to do a little bit of degrees of separation, except I can never remember with the degrees of separation if you're supposed to count both edges, neither edge, or only one edge. So I'll walk you through it, and you'll know how many degrees of separation it is, because I, I have no idea. Corey Abbott was taken in the second round. The player selected after him was Dalton Varsho. Dalton Varsho is the son of former Cub Gary Varsho. And Dalton is spelled with a U, D-A-U-L-T-O-N, he was named after Darren Dalton. Dalton Varsho was selected one after Corey Abbott. And this season made his Major League debut with the Arizona Diamondbacks. I checked the next five or six guys after Varsho have not debuted at the Major League level. A couple of them I'm very familiar with. Uh, from Arizona, hitter dude. But uh, Dalton Varsho, here's your uh, levels of separation. When Varsho was added to the roster, the Diamondbacks had to make a move because their 40-man roster was full. So they designated for assignment Hildemiro Vargas, now with the Cubs. So uh, that's either, what, one level or two levels of separation, whichever. So there is some sort of a connection between Corey Abbott and the Cubs already. So, drafted in 2017, he went to Eugene in his draft season, which, of course, college players are not going to be doing anymore, probably. 14 innings, 3.86, completely disregarded. He's just trying to get used to pitching professional baseball, and a lot of college players who came out of the draft would go to the Northwest League. So it's basically old school days, Corey Abbott facing guys from the West Coast Conference or the Big Ten or the ACC or the just Yeah, playing a lot of college guys. Some guys from the uh, international scene. And 14 innings, 3.86. 
and his arm didn't blow up. He didn't die. So it was it was a very successful first season. 2018, he went to South Bend. 2.47 ERA in, let me see now. I wrote this down, 47 innings. 2.47 at South Bend in 47 innings. Now, what happens, I'm going to ask you one of those questions. What happens when you have a pitcher who is a second-round draft pick in his first full season, he goes to South Bend, and in 47 innings has a 2.47 ERA? What do you do with a guy who does really well at the South Bend level? Ding! Correct. You move him up to Myrtle Beach. Why do you move him up to Myrtle Beach and not, um, let's say, Tennessee? Because he hasn't proven he's ready for that yet. If you kick one level's butt, then you move up to the next level and you try that. So, for the rest of the season, he moved up to South Bend. And in 67 innings, he had an ERA of 2.35. Alrighty. So, he's gone to South Bend and Myrtle Beach in his first full season. And he's shown, I'm better than this level. I'm better than these guys. Move me the heck up. So, in 2019, he moved up to Tennessee. I'm going to call this a quiet year for Corey Abbott. Because he's on. he was on lists. People knew he was there. But when I'm looking at the numbers absolutely right now, he had a 3.01 ERA in the Southern League, which is basically where all the guys were going to... If you can play at the Southern League, you can play at the Major League level. You're not ready yet, but you can play there. So, 2019, Tennessee, 3.01 ERA, 146.2 thirds innings, 146.2 thirds innings. So, if there was a season in 2020, where would Corey Abbott have gone? Correct. Triple-A Iowa. That's where he would have gone. And if he would have done well there, then it would be a logical thing for him to be considered for a roster spot with a major league club. Rather easy, right? See, you've done really good with the questions that uh, I was going to ask you. And you thought they were going to be hard. They're easy. They're easy. Uh, thanks for so much for listening. Um, it's still raining outside. And I really... Th- my comment for the night, nobody's argued with me too much. It's raining so much that all the um, internet the uh, the uh, internet wires and all that kind of stuff they're they're waterlogged so nobody's online because um, because of all the rain so that, that's why that's my answer I'm sticking to it and there really haven't been a whole lot of people checking stuff out tonight and that's cool by the morning everything will be fine everything will be dried out all the internet servers will be back up and functioning and kicking and everything will be wonderful. If you are enjoying the podcast, hit subscribe, hit share. You know how to do all this stuff. If there's a person on your list who's a big Corey Abbott fan, shoot this to them. They might get a kick out of it, even though it's me doing my uh, my commentary. And I, I, I Anchor permits sponsorships. That would be wonderful, but that you guys are listening, that you guys are thinking about things. That's cool. That's amazing. That's why I'm here. That's beyond belief. 
Okay, so 2020, Corey Abbott has been assigned to the alternate training site and is eligible to be called up to replace someone on the 40-man roster, on the 28-man roster, and pitch as a starter if circumstances warrant. And I'm going to say that again. He will be considered for a starting spot in Chicago if circumstances warrant. I'll say that one more time. If circumstances warrant. What are the circumstances that would have to warrant for him to be called up? He needs a 40-man roster spot. If there were no 40-man roster spot sort of controversy or anything along those lines, Corey Abbott very well might have already had a start. He might have had a start over Tyson Miller. He very well might have had a start over Tyson Miller. Corey Abbott may be thought of more highly by the Cubs than Tyson Miller. Corey Abbott may be thought of more highly than Justin Steele. They both have 40-man roster spots. Why do they have 40-man roster spots while Abbott doesn't? Those two had to be added to the 40-man roster to avoid getting poached in the Rule 5 draft. And you have no much, no idea how much I enjoy saying poached in the 40-man, in the Rule 5 draft. Poached in the Rule 5 draft is about like saying Ildemero Vargas. It just, it's just wonderful. I love it. Poached in the Rule 5 draft. So this offseason... Since Abbott was drafted in 2017, his first full season was 2018. His second full season was 2019. I'm doing the um, swinging my arms thing, kind of like a, uh, oh, what, what do you call those? Um, pu 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 um, pendulum. Yeah, kind of like a pendulum, except completely in the wrong angle. So it's not a pendulum, but it's like a pendulum. So 2017 was his first year. 2018 was his second year. 2019 was his third year. So, it, but the first year wasn't an entire year. So his first entire year was 2018. His second entire year was 2019. His third entire year is 2020. So in December, Corey Abbott will be eligible for the Rule 5 draft. And in 2019, he had a 3.01 ERA in 146.2 innings. Now, I'm going to guess, since he's been in the 60-man player pool at South Bend, he's probably advanced at least a little tiny bit over the pitcher that he was last year at Tennessee. So, it's relatively safe to say that Corey Abbott will probably be added to the 40-man roster before the Rule 5 draft, making him eligible or making him ineligible to be drafted in the Rule 5 draft, but he will retain a 40-man roster spot. Then, once a player has a 40-man roster spot, when you get to the point where, OMG, we need a pitcher and we need a pitcher now, those are the first guys you look at. Because really, when it boils right down to it, when you have a 40-man roster... And however big the other roster is, 25, 26, 28, 30, you have your roster. 
when somebody suddenly becomes unable to go. Oh my goodness. This guy got hurt. He's going to be out for two weeks. Who do we call up? You look at the 40-man roster. You look at the 40-man roster. And the person that makes the most sense on the 40-man roster of all those players that are available on the 40-man roster, he gets the call-up. That's how it works. Might there be a better, more reasonable, more... Possibly. Might there be a player who would perform but Possibly. There might be. But the players on the 40-man roster are there because they're valued enough to be considered at some point for getting called up. Now, there are some players who will not be called up from the 40-man roster. For instance, this season, the Cubs did not send Zach Short to the alternate training site. They did not send Manny Rodriguez to the alternate training site. The guy's not in the for in the alternate training site. They're not gonna call him up. They're just not. So the, those those two weren't really considered. So you know when somebody goes down, you, you look at the list. Well, you want to call up Ed Brazzle? Maybe yes, maybe no. Want to call up Tyson Miller? Maybe yes, maybe no. You want to call up Dylan Maples? To a large extent this year, it's been no. Do you want to call up uh, Rex Brothers? He got a look. He got sent back down. He hasn't been back. But you look at the players that are on the 40-man roster because the reason they're on the 40-man roster is they have shown in the past that they may have a future with the team. So when you get to that situation, who are you going to call up? You'll look at the guys on the 40-man roster. You may occasionally go with somebody who's not on the 40-man roster. For instance, Matt Dermody was called up because, you know, we need a dude for tonight. We need a dude for tonight, and just because, for whatever reasons, they decide, let's go with Matt Dermody. Matt Dermody gets a call, strikes the guy out, two ground outs, three up, three down inning, and the next day he gets designated for assignment. Whew! Life comes at you fast sometimes. But usually, teams will look to the 40-man roster to figure out who's the next guy. Corey Abbott isn't going to get called up to the major leagues as a starting pitcher to get a chance to pitch down the stretch or in the playoffs if he doesn't have a 40-man roster spot. What would it require for him to get a 40-man roster spot? You don't want to know the answer to that question. But I'll tell you, because you asked. For Corey Abbott to get a look, it's the same as for Braylon Marquez. One of those two would need someone currently on the roster, currently on the 40-man roster, to no longer be on the 40-man roster. Now, how's that going to happen? Are you, like, firing him, releasing him? taking him out into the back in an alley and, you know, doing something unspeakable. Now, what, what it would mean is someone 
going on the 45-day injured list. If one of the starting pitchers goes on to the 45-day injured list, bam, there's a 40-man roster spot right there. If one of the pitchers, unfortunately, wow, that looked terrible. He's not pitching this year. For a while, we thought that that might be the case with Tyler Chatwood or Jose Quintana. They were pitching out on the field today in between the raindrops. So they're kind of, you know, they, I don't know if they're close to actually pitching in games, but they're certainly not to the point where they're going to be put on the 45-day disabled list and they say, he's done for the year. For Corey Abbott or for Braylon Marquez, that's what it's going to take. Don't want it to happen. If it's a relief pitcher, they might, 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 might try Justin Steele first. They might try Rex Brothers first. They might try, they say Dylan Maples? I don't think so. Justin Steele, Dylan Maples, Rex Brothers. And they very well might try uh, Adbert Alzali more aggressively. But um, for Corey Abbott or for Braylon Marquez, it pretty much requires a 40-man roster spot becoming available. I've been thinking for the last two and a half weeks that Rex Brothers is going to leave. I don't understand why he's still around. Some people on Twitter like to use the snarky thing. He must have compromising photographs of the general manager or something along those lines. I don't know why Rex Brothers is still around. I really don't, but the execs like him. I'm shrugging. I, I just absolutely shrugged. I have, I've got nothing. But uh, Corey Abbott will be a thing next year. Next year, he will be invited to spring training. You'll see him in spring training games, providing there are there are spring training games to be seen. And um, Corey Abbott, Braylon Marquez, both. Because once the player's on the 40-man roster, they do get more looks in, pre in the spring training. And wow, that's a podcast I got to do. Hang on, Tick. Where's my list of podcasts to do? Um, bah, 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 bah. It's here. No, um, when a player is on the 40-man roster, he gets a much more realistic look than players who aren't on the 40-man roster. Why NRIs don't SP? Okay, thank you. I wrote myself a note, and that will be a podcast probably. Not sure when that one goes up. It um, It's valid, though. Um, Corey Abbott will be a legitimate piece to talk about next year because he'll be on the 40-man roster. This year, the talk is Edra Elzelay, Tyson Miller, and as players play their way up, they increase the likelihood of a look 
if they play their way out of a 40-man roster spot, then they decrease the chances. I don't know where Justin Steele is right now. He got called up for one day, didn't get used, got sent back down. I have no idea. Maybe the Cubs still have positive thoughts of him, and it just hasn't happened yet, and they haven't called. He's going to be one of those decision guys. And uh, have I talked about, have I done his pod yet? Well, either way, for Corey Abbott, he's a legitimate future piece. He is definitely a legitimate future piece, which doesn't tell you a darn thing about is he going to be a four? Is he going to be a two? Is he going to be a three? Is he going to... That's going to be entirely determined on if he gets outs. Now, if I would tell you he's going to be a two and he doesn't get outs, what I told you doesn't matter. If I tell you he might, 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 might be a five, but he goes out and he's a whole lot better than anybody expected, guess what? What I said didn't matter. When people ask me, how good is this guy going to be? I try to give as clear and honest of information that I've heard of about the guy as best as I can recall. I'll try to run it by Mick Gillespie. I'll try to run it by Alex Cohen. I'll try to give you the best information I possibly can. And beyond that, watch the game. (laughs) Seriously, watch the game. Uh, Abrazley starts Thursday against Cincinnati. Cincinnati by Thursday specifically, may be a team that no longer cares. They may know they are dead men walking and they have no chance at reaching the playoffs and they may be completely, you know what, we're mailing it in the rest of the year. And if that's the case, Adver Alzale may have a really good outing. However, it could be they're thinking, you know what, we're playing for our professionalism today. We're going to compete. It doesn't matter what the standings say, and we're going to make it really tough for this kid. And if they go out and do that, he might only last two and a third innings again. It's not a case of what has this guy done in the past that is going to directly correlate to how he will do in the present or the future. How he, does he get out? <laughs> People hate him when I say that, but does he get out? It's not does he throw 98. It's not does he throw 94. It's not does he... does he, No, does he get out? If he can put the ball on the corner in a fashion so that the hitter is going to watch it, that's a good pitch. If he puts it on the corner in a fashion such that the hitter realizes, you know what, I'm going to have to hit this thing out on the corner, I better hit it to right field, and he ropes a double. Oh, man, that was a terrible pitch. Only if the batter swings at it. Abbott's going to be fine. Abbott's going to be fine. How he will develop, how he will adjust, how he will stay healthy will determine how much of a shadow he has in Wrigley Field. Perhaps it'll be a lengthy one. Perhaps it'll be, what did they think this guy was ever going to do? It all depends upon how he pitches when he gets there. And when he gets there, it isn't going to be 2020. 
unless someone gets injured. And I think Abbott probably gets the call before Marquez, at least as a starter. But I could be full of crap on that. Thanks for stopping by Pre-Arb Excellence. I'll try to post another podcast as circumstances warrant. I'll attempt to make that one worth your time as well. Be safe. Go Cubs, go. And be nice to others.